Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Did Colby Covington really take Kamar Usman down? Was UFC 268 the greatest card in UFC history? And what is going on with the corruption of the pound-for-pound pound list? How can Kamaru Usman be number one pound-for-pound pound, if not one single person that he's beat be in the top 15? We get into all that today on another episode of It's All About Who You Know. Enjoy. This is the worst freaking podcast arm there is. I don't know how these guys use it. it just... Are we good? Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. Why are you halfway in the screen, halfway not? Get get in the middle of the screen. I'm trying to run a legitimate business here, and you're just like taking it not seriously. Yeah. Where's your headphones at? Uh, they're not working. I guess. Can you can you can you get in the the shot? I mean, I feel like. Are we good there? Not good. My goodness, I feel like the director of the Batman right now. Like, okay, first of all, you, Pattinson, you shouldn't be Batman. Second of all, can you just just go do some bicep curls? Just go do some bicep curls, jeez. Yeah, man, that guy's the least muscular superhero ever. I, I shouldn't be talking because I'm like a shell of my former self right now with my muscle dad atrophy. But what what is the problem? Like, why why would they cast Robert Pattinson as Batman? I love Batman. I. He's like my favorite character of all time, but to cast Robert Pattinson, that's just the worst. Yeah, they don't they didn't do him justice. They did like they did some good they did some superheroes good. Like they did Henry Cavill as Superman. That's that's pretty legit. I'm and I'm not lie. gonna lie, I thought Gail Godot would be a horrible Wonder Woman now her uh Can You Imagine video or whatever or Imagine video was terrible. Um, Dude, but what's funny is Jason wonder- Momoa is not the prototypical Aquaman. He's like dark, uh, kind of Samoan dude, and you know, like Arthur. Uh, yeah, Aquaman. They changed, they changed the script with him, but it definitely worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's like a Flash, the Flash. No, like, yeah, no, nah, we're just that's just, just goof around. Oh, and then oh my gosh, you got the Social Network Jesse Eisenberg as. We need to stop talking about this because they this is, Yeah, this is – now I will say if they, – they need to go back because because the Justice League Snyder Cut was absolutely amazing. Like one of the best movie, superhero movies of all time in my opinion. But – Atlantis, Booker, Tony, this, this world will fall. I do it better. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Comment I below, guys, what you think of the no-beard Christian. It's been like three years – Leave a comment. Should I grow it back? Should I not? There's kind of a reason I don't have it right now. I don't necessarily want to disclose why, but I will give you this little teaser. Caden, I think I told you this story, but I don't know if I, no, I didn't tell you the story. Did I? I met, I bumped into David Goggins the other day. Yeah, I know you, you heard, I know you heard way, about I, it. I just recently shaved my beard too. Uh, you know, I think I look better this way, but Anyway, uh, did I, I, so I told mom, but you were in the car. I didn't tell you the whole story about how I bumped into David Goggins. 
And if I did, I'm uh, going to tell it anyway. Yeah, I think you. He was in the bathroom taking a piss. And you're like, hey, yeah, man, so he's taking a huge shit, and I like bust are the door you in. David Goggins. <laughs> he's like, he's like in the stall next to me, and I just go, "Excuse me, are you are you Goggins?" <laughs> what do you think, man? He's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, you're a total weirdo." Man. Yeah, definitely. Got- That's not at all what happened. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you, folks. No. So what happens is, so I'm getting my EMT and uh, I won't disclose where for, um, so people don't bother me, but, um, (laughs) but I'm getting my EMT and we have to wear masks in the building, which whatever. And I'm walking and I look and I see this guy and I double take and I'm like, and he looks back at me and I'm like, what the? And so I go to my teacher and I'm like, Hey, this is kind of, I know this is like kind of out there or whatever. But does David Goggins come here? And she's like, "Yeah, he he's he's getting his advanced EMT. Like he, he comes here." And I'm like, "You're you're messing with me." And she's like, "No, why? Are you a fan?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm a big fan of David Goggins." So like, do you want to meet him? I was like, "Yeah." And so lo and behold, I walk to the bathroom later, and he's right there. And I'm like, and it was almost like it was almost like he was waiting for me in the bathroom. Like I'm not kidding. Like he was like staring at the door, like waiting for some mf'er to come in and like bother him. And that was me. And so I walk in and I'm like, "Are you David Goggins?" And he's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> I gave him knuckles. I was like, "I'm Christian. Nice to meet you, buddy. Like, good for you." But I guess he's Did doing like shake his hand. We were in the bathroom, Caden. Can't shake hands in the bathroom. There's, there's I, mean, I would say shaking his hand is less weird than peeking over his. Like, he he reached for knuckles. He was washing his hands and he reached for knuckles. I I, I would have initiated the handshake. I should have. I honestly should have just been like. But I did. I didn't want to do that because that would have been. Dude, awkward. speaking of urinals, man. I saw my buddies in the bathroom the other day. Our, uh, our one of our coaches walks in there. There's like eight urinals, and picks the urinal right next to him. <laughs> it's just like that's like that's like the one rule that's like an unspoken rule you, if there's like multiple urinals open you don't choose the one or you, you go f- furthest away i had a guy do that to me in the movie theater the other day he and that's he, the worst and he like did if it's like so a late night movie and there's like and and there's nobody in the bathroom and no no not in the bathroom in the chair so i'm sitting so there's a this is before like the credits start rolling or whatever. Eventually the seats kind of piled up, but I'm sitting in a row and I'm the only one in the entire row. And this guy sits two seats away from me, but his seat was the one next to mine. And during the movie decides, or not during the movie, during the credits, when the row is still completely empty, decides, you know what? I'm going to sit by this guy and sits right next to me. And he had body odor. He stunk. And I was just like, Dude, what what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? He sits Dude, I'm not right was, next to me, Caden. I was uh, I was in the mall one time. And so I ended up moving. I'm going to finish my story. I ended up moving um, to another seat, and then that ended up being somebody else's seat, and they asked me to move, and I politely told them to um, leave me alone. You did not say that. That's I said bad. politely. No. But anyway, back to my story, the real the story that everyone wants to hear. Okay, go ahead. Um, the floor is yours. Is, uh, you have so I was in the mall one time and just got my food and uh, this elderly couple, I mean, take in mind, there's hundreds of seat in, why seats. Why do they have to be elderly? 
Are you ageist? In this in this food court. Okay. Hundreds of seats. All right, I got the scene. And they Thank choose you. to sit right next to me. That's awesome. Right at the table next. And it's like, can I eat my food in peace, please? Like, what, what, what are you doing? You know? Is that it? Yeah. It's the coolest good. freaking story I've ever heard. Can you tell me again? No, I can't. The one time deal. Oh, cater taters. Are we going to talk about the fights? Are we going to talk about the fights? UFC 268. Is, is that going to happen? I mean, I've been waiting for you to freaking get it I, going. Me? I was waiting I'm for in, you to get your microphone on last night. Listen, I, and then you quit once I finally got to go and you quit. I didn't you're like, quit. Oh, no. My camera died because My it took you 45 died. minutes. Why you couldn't plug it in? 45 minutes. It's a battery. I didn't know the battery was going to die. Anyway, where should we start? Should we start main event or we should start should you start card opener? No, I want to I want to give a huge shout out to my buddy Chris Curtis. Uh beat Phil Hawes the other night. Was losing. I don't even know if in the first round he got like a good shot on. Like a I mean he probably did, but Chris took a last minute fight. So Chris Curtis, did you see that fight? Was that one of the prelims? It was one of the prelims. I, he didn't get a 50 no, grand bonus. To, but I, had a game. I didn't get to but, watch many of the Dana, prelims. Dana, I got, I got, yeah, I got to see Alex Pierre fight. Uh, and did you see Israel's reaction to that? No. Is that the guy that beat him in kickbox and knocked him out? Yeah. All right, let me finish my story about uh, Chris. So Chris Curtis, super nice guy. Been trying to get in the UFC, I mean, for like 10 years. Been fighting his whole life. Like He's 34 now. He's been fighting since he was like 20. Um, super tough dude takes a last minute fight against Phil Hawes at up a weight class. He fought in the PFL last year at 170, and then Phil Hawes, who's an upcoming star in the UFC, um, really tough dude, big 185 pounder. And uh, Chris takes a last minute fight against him, signs a four fight deal with the UFC, which is like his dream, and then is losing the first round gets a big overhand left and, and puts Phil away. So it was great. Uh, I will try to get Chris on the podcast at some point. So if you guys are listening and you want to hear that, I will try to get him on, but uh, I don't want to bother him. Um, we're not like crazy close or anything like that. Plus he's got a lot of people um, bugging him right now. And I'm not one of the major news outlets yet. So, but I will, I just want to give a big shout out to him and I will try to get him on as soon as possible. So. That's that. You want to start with the card opener? I think we should. All right. Well, you said you got the plan for tonight. So what, what direction you want to steer on this? Yeah, man. I uh, Gaethje versus Chandler. Gaethje versus Chandler. Let's just start out by saying. That fight had to happen. I mean, there was – I think I don't think there was any other fight to make. But let's just start out by saying. If one of them is in Bellator and one of them warriors. is – if one of them is in Bellator and one of them is in the UFC, that fight still has to happen. Like that's just a fight that I think, I think the big thing about Chandler is people don't give him enough credit for being tough because of how athletic he is. But that dude is tough, man. Cause I'm not going to lie. He got, he got the crap kicked out of him. I mean, not like, I mean, he yeah. kicked the crap out of Gaethje, but he got the crap kicked out of him too. They both got beat up. And like, dude, you got to give props to Gaethje because they, I've seen that guy get hit. And the only person I've ever seen drop him is Ferguson. Like, you know what I mean? Like Ferguson punched him one time 
and he dropped. But like Gaethje has just got the chin, man. He yeah. just doesn't go down. Yeah. I mean, Chandler is a one. He's got the biggest right hand in in the lightweight division, and he just. Yeah. I mean, Gaethje just ate it. Like he did it multiple times too. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those fights. It's kind of it's 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 a hard fight to go for the finish because historically you're not going to finish Justin Gaethje. Like it's just yeah. not. I mean, unless I think, you submit him, or you know. Yeah, unless you submit him, but like if you don't possess that skill like Khabib does, it's a very hard thing to do. And Chandler, it just seemed like it seemed to me like Chandler did not have the right game plan going in that fight. I think, I mean, and I'm not. You know, I'm not Chandler's coach. I'm not Henry Hooft. But I, it felt to me like Chandler was a much better mixed martial artist. And, you know, remember, I mean, just at any time, like, you see a guy box a brawl. Like, you box the brawler and you brawl the boxer. And it seemed like the brawler won and the boxer lost because the boxer tried to brawl with the brawler, with Gaethje being the brawler. I felt like Chandler could have kept it on the outside. Now, obviously, he's a little shorter. I, th- I felt like he could have done some things. I'm a big Michael Chandler guy. Uh, I've been on his Instagram Live. I've talked to him once. Um, obviously, both Missouri boys, both play second in state. We know a lot of the same people. So there's like a, we're, we're separated by like one degree. But um, and so I've been a big Michael Chandler fan for a long time. But, um, yeah, I, I just didn't agree with – what did you think? I didn't agree with the game plan. I thought – I didn't think it was – I didn't think playing Justin Gaethje's game of – because Justin is so good at counterpunching. I mean, there was a few times where Chandler would come in with some beautiful stuff, like some beautiful hands, and then Gaethje would slip one, and then he would hit him with two, and they would be somehow more devastating than the three that Chandler just hit him with. Yeah, I thought, I thought Chandler came out and looked – like the first, the first two and a half minutes around the one, I thought Chandler was like – it was trouble because – yeah. You know, Gaethje's big thing, one of his big things that really shuts people down is the leg kick. Mm-hmm. And Chandler, well, I mean, he wasn't checking him. He was just moving his leg out of the way and yeah. sliding it back. And so I was like, if Gaethje doesn't land, though, like if, if he's not landing those, like it's going to be a tough fight for him. Yeah. And and then and then you just saw like – and you said Gaethje's a brawler. I think, I think Gaethje has the – reputation of being a brawler because of his first couple of fights in the UFC, like the war he had with Michael Johnson. And like, I mean, he's, he got that reputation because of the first couple of fights he's had, mm-hmm. but I think that his striking is very underestimated. And mm-hmm. I think that he's a very, very technical striker now after being with Trevor Whitman. Well, most, you know, really of that, most, on that. most of that changed with, the the Tony Ferguson fight though he fought very calculated. Yeah, that was that was the fight. That was the first fight that he came out and was like, "Oh, this is a new. This is Justin Gaethje 2.0." Like, yeah, you know I mean? like the first one where he was like, "I mean, Tony Ferguson is a bad dude, and Justin Gaethje like absolutely picked him apart all night." Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't you're not gonna see anyone like beat up Tony like that on the feet. No. I think the biggest thing that we need to take away from this fight is how freaking good Khabib is or must be. Unless yeah. unless these guys just somehow neutralize each other. I mean, Khabib destroyed Justin Gaethje. Gaethje had, Gaethje had one kick where Khabib kind of went, you know, one way. But 
it was not a competitive fight against a division one wrestler and Khabib to my knowledge does not have any wrestling accolades. I think, I mean, he's just one of those guys that train and train and train and got into MMA and did Sambo and, um, and the rest is history. And he just knew what he wanted to do. And he trained for that. You know, he didn't go to college. He didn't wrestle freestyle. He's like, I want to be an MMA fighter. I'm just going to train specifically for that. And it shows because when he gets you on the cage, when he gets you, you know, on the ground, there's nothing you can move. do. Yeah. He hits those legs up. And Gaethje, you said the leg kick. Gaethje did hit him with a, a body shot on the left hook that got Khabib's attention. But then it was, like, right back on the pressure. Like, nothing. Like, he just phase shifted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he got hit and it was like, okay, pressure. And then and then, and then, then he was able to get the takedown. But uh, it seemed like with those guys, those guys were – they will get the takedown at all costs. You know what I mean? Like, and like, um, I think, I think in MMA, a lot of guys that are wrestlers, they, they, if they can't get the takedown, they uh, vacate from that plan. And because it's so, I mean, it's so energy consuming. And, and like you, if you, if you miss a couple of takedowns attempts, you're gassed. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? But it seems like with those guys, like Islam and, um, you know, I think Hamzat is doing that too. Like those guys just don't, and obviously Khabib, they will not, they will not stop attempting it. And Khabib even said it. He said, I'm willing, I'm willing to attempt, this is before the Justin Gaethje fight. He said, I'm willing to attempt and I'm prepared to attempt a takedown for five rounds. Like I will not stop until I take him down. Yeah, I think, you know, and this is one thing a lot of wrestlers mess up is, and, and I think that's probably what, with Khabib's background, you know, not necessarily doing freestyle wrestling, but practicing it and practicing with those guys and being in the Sambo room is he never had a chance to get away from his, because, you know, you look at like wrestling you spend your whole life wrestling, you work on one skill set, then you get an MMA and you've got all these other outlets and you've got all these other things you can do. And naturally wrestlers have the strongest hips in fighting and their rotational strength is so much stronger than anybody else, their power. And so, you know, they, they touch a couple guys on the chin and they go down and it's like, Oh, I can do this. Whereas Khabib, he had been training and he knew what he was capable of his entire life. And he trained one skill set, take a guy down and beat the crap out of him. And that's what he did. And he never got away from it. And even though he wasn't maybe the best wrestler or the most accoladed wrestler, I mean, there's probably a lot of guys that Khabib could go wrestle um, like a, a legitimate wrestling match and they would beat him. I think, I think Colby and Kamara would both probably beat Khabib in a legit wrestling match. I think, I think there's a lot of guys, um, Gregor Gillespie, who's in the 155 pound division, uh, even like Ferguson, like these guys could probably beat him in a wrestling match. But he's so good at MMA wrestling, and he's basically redefined the term MMA wrestling. I think Khabib, you're going to see it a lot. Khabib is almost the epitome of the evolution because there's, there's like this space in between every skill set. You know, you've got your wrestling and jujitsu, and then the in-between is what you, the gap you try to fill with practice. And then you got your wrestling and your striking or your wrestling and your MMA wrestling, your grappling. And, and every guy that comes over from one discipline tries to, tries to fill the gap. It's like that circle that, you know, like 
where two circles combine or whatever. It's like this and you got in the middle and that's what that is. Khabib's style and what he's trained his entire life is almost like just MMA wrestling. So there's no, there's no, it's not wrestling. It's not grappling. It's MMA wrestling. It's, it's, it's its own thing. And that's how you see the, the leg locks that he's perfected. You see the, just the, the control he has. Cause a lot of wrestlers sometimes have trouble getting up off bottom because they know if they, you know, most wrestler, every wrestler is taught, you know, Hey, you know, get to your belly, give up your back and get out. Well, if you do that in MMA, you're going to get choked out. So it's a big punch. Yeah. Or you're going to get punched. And so it's a big learning curve and sorry, Khabib seems to have figured out a way to just train MMA wrestling. And it's almost its own style. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Sambo has much to do with that. I think he's, he got in a freestyle room and knew what he was working for and didn't really care about when he got taken down or anything like that. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's guys that can beat Khabib in a straight up wrestling match. Like, I mean, Colby, Colby is a very high level collegiate wrestler and Kamara was a same thing was a division two national champ. But, uh, Dude, I've seen footage of Khabib wrestling. Like, there's this kid from out here that was uh, – he's the number one 152-pounder in the country. That's the kid that got, like, arms spun on the ground by his cousin or whatever, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. But, Where I mean, the guy Khabib, went, like, who? Khabib just dominated him. Yeah. And, I mean, the kid's probably going to be an All-American if I had to guess at some point. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Usually, guys at that high caliber in California. I mean, from from good. California, the guys that are three time state champs usually are uh, they do all right. Multiple time All Americans. Yeah, they so. do all right. They do all right themselves. Um, what was the next fight on the card? Do you have anything more to say about that? Uh, I think I think uh, what Justin Gaethje said at the end of the fight was very cool. A very what cool statement. He he was like, uh, we're, we're, me and him are both from the wrong time. Like, we should have been fighting each other in the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of us should be dead. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was a pretty cool comment. But uh, it was. Um, it's true. Dude, Chandler's face, man. Because I, I didn't think Gaethje did that much it if you look at their faces you would think oh my gosh this guy got annihilated but it didn't it didn't look that way in the fight like it looked like it was pretty even most of the fight. except for the i mean except for the uppercut that knocked Gage or chandler down oh, dude, that uppercut man that looked like something in ghana would throw just boom oh, oh that was that was vicious his neck's got to be hurting dude and like gaichi's like always like <gasps> like like when he throws a punch you hear it putting, you yeah. hear it yeah <gasps> and then you hear, boom. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's like that, that scene from, was it Friday? Where they're like, damn. <laughs> so it was like, damn. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. One, two, three. It's good. We're good. You messed it up. Did you, uh, did you pay much attention to the Burgos? And uh, what was the other guy's name? I can't remember. Um, that was a was good fight. Name? That was a really if, good if fight. If it's not for Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler, that's the that's the fight of the night. Didn't that get fight of the night? No. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Oh yeah, no. that's right. When, it was funny because I was watching the press conference, and Dana goes, Dana goes, uh, 
what did he say? They were like, uh, fight of the night, obviously. And I was like, obviously. And then he says, goes to Chandler and Gaethje. Because I had no clue who was going to get fight of the night. I was like, there's like five fights on this card that were amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I think the main event was, I mean, for me, it was just the best because of the animosity and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, it was uh, Shane Burgos and Billy uh, Quarantillo. Quarantillo. Yeah. That was a good fight. Yeah. That was a really good fight. I, I was honestly surprised it was – well, no, maybe not. I, I don't know if I was surprised it was the unanimous decision, but those guys uh, were supposed to open the card. I wonder if the UFC – I bet the UFC is going to do more stuff like that because, you know, they kind of experimented with Trevor Whitman. I think Trevor Whitman's the MVP. I mean, he had three people in the main card and all three won, two title defenses. Um Jeez, man, it doesn't get much better than that. He had a really good night. I'm sure he got paid. Yeah. But uh, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Cole right now. You're losing, you're losing, uh, you're losing viewers, man. All right, we're losing viewers. We're losing the live audience that we never had. Cole's coming to my house this weekend. Can you imagine? Can you believe that? I don't know what I'm going to do. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, Burgos versus Quarantino. Sorry if I'm, Quarantino. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your name. Great fight. Good job, guys. But uh, I don't really I, – I wasn't paying too much attention to that fight. I'm going to slide over the Edgar and Vera fight too. The uh, – I think uh, – dude, that, let's, let's talk about the Edgar fight though just for briefly. I just want to say real quick. Frankie Edgar is a champion, dude. And yes, 100%. He, dom- he dominated that fight. And it's just, that was, that was, that was actually, for me, that was kind of sad because he's, you know, he's a former champion and, and he's, he's like, he's ranked eighth in the world and uh, he's on the, the uh, uphill climb again and dominate, dominating the whole fight. And then he just gets front kicked, man. And it's just like, it's got to be devastating. Oh yeah. I don't think he would he protested that fight that the stoppage. It was a good stoppage, but yeah. I don't think he would have been protesting that much if he wasn't winning the fight. Yeah, no. no I mean, he was, he wasn't able to be objective about that. But um yeah, it was Frank it, I do have to say one thing. Frankie Edgar is the exact same size he was when he won the title and he won the title 155 pounds and he is now Dude. fighting at 135. He was 155. He was the freaking lightweight champion. They said when he won that that he could like that he could make 125. <laughs> like I've That's I've heard people say like yeah with the right diet and stuff like he would make 125. Like 135 is where he should have been from most accounts where he should have been the whole time. That's crazy, man. That is but, crazy. Uh, I don't I don't understand. It must have Zhang Weili and Rose Namajunas. I mean, I felt like. There were some moments Wei Lee had in there, but I, I felt like yeah, I've had a couple people come up to me uh, that don't really know much about uh, MMA, but like, and they said, "Oh, what? Zhang won." I was like, "I mean, I get that, but like, I mean, Rose Rose won the striking exchanges. I felt like she was landing more when she out wrestled uh, her. She she put her on the she ground. won and she won she won the scrambles. I mean, there was uh, there was a few scrambles that she won and she ended up on top." And the thing was that she was able to control Wei Li on top. Yeah. Uh, and Wei Li wasn't able to do that to her. Like, Rose got up versus Wei Li was not able to get up. 
Well, and it yeah. wasn't even that Whaley wasn't able to. It didn't even look like she was trying. It looked like yeah. Rose's hip control and body control was so good that it almost Whaley like played the long game. I've been there. I've had guys hold me down at, at times where it's like if I move, I'm going to waste more energy and not get up. The risk it's not worth it because if I do get up, then it's like a waste of energy. But the thing with Rose is Rose wasn't able to really get her shots off. And that's how I, I think – that's why I think – I don't think Whaley was trying to get up that much. I think she was just trying to weather the storm because there are – because if Whaley was trying to get up, I think the shots could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and and Rose, I mean, Whaley has uh, numerous submission wins from that position too. I yeah. So I, and she – it's, I think she almost had Rose in a triangle, and then she kind of got her arm back through. Yeah. Um, What's Whaley's yeah. background? I think she's a freestyle fighter, man. I don't See, think I she hear had... people say that a lot, but they said that about Kamaro. It's like, Kamaro, you, you wrestled. You're a wrestler. Yeah. Like you were Division one or Division two national champion. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. But that like is Marvin... true. I didn't even think about that. Marvin Vittori, I know he's a freestyle fighter because he walked into an MMA gym when he was 16. Yeah, it was just like, I want to fight. I don't know anything. Yeah, pretty much. I think. Well, he might have done some stuff when he was younger, but um, I don't think he has. I mean, he's from Italy, so I, he doesn't have like a – why is that uneven? He doesn't have like a – oh, jeez, that's close. He doesn't have like a wrestling background or anything. I don't even think Italy – oh, Italy has a wrestling – no, or is it France? Does Italy have a wrestling team? They do because Frank Chimizo was there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he doesn't have any of that. He's just a tough dude, man. So tough. That's actually – that's crazy because Marvin Vittori is the first – and I'm not saying this is like, you know, a generalized statement. The absolute first person I ever worked out with training MMA. And the first person I ever sparred. And I remember being 20 years old. He's like 23. He was one and one in the UFC. And I was like, mm, I don't really have much to reference, but this guy's going to be a world champion. So, yeah, Marvin, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Your screen's messed up, kid. Oh, there you go. Did you watch his fight with Paulo Costa? I didn't get to. I had a game. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. A, a call, I but uh, I heard it was good, and I watched some of it, and it looked like, from what I saw, it looked like Paulo wasn't able to, you know, put that pressure on him, like, because that's Paulo's uh, style. Right. Like, to back people up. And, I mean – from what I saw, Marvin had him up against the cage and was, you know, putting pressure on him. And I think that they – I think Marvin took him down a few times. Yeah. Um, Paulo's, Paulo's moving up to 205 pounds, and that's going to be interesting. Can you imagine – what do you think – okay, be honest. What do you think would happen if Paulo Costa and Glover Teixeira fought in like I think three Glover months? Would kill him. You think so? Yeah. I did. I heard a couple guys the other day, and I won't mention names, but they were talking about like how they could beat Glover, and I'm like, bro, he just he just whooped Jan Blahovic. Like, I know he's old, but you can't beat Glover to shit. I mean, I love the confidence, but it was more from like a disrespect towards Glover. Like, how could he? And I'm like, guys, this is one of the toughest divisions. Dude, it's the second. Like, it's the second baddest dude on the planet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as far as the weight goes, like, there's not a whole lot of guys that can beat him up right and oh. it's like just because he's 42 year old you don't know whoever said that doesn't know what they're talking about no no he's being a goofball i think but um okay before we talk about the main event first of all amazing fight 
actually, okay, what should we do? Should we talk about the pound for pound corruption that's going on right now? The absolute Jesse James train robbery that's going on with Colby Covington? Or should we actually just talk about the fight? I think we should talk about the fight and then that'll set up the pound for pound list a little bit. Okay, because I've got some things to say about this and we should probably close on the pound for pound because it is a treachery. It's treason. I think it's treason. I wouldn't I say feel treason. Like... I would say it's uh, bias, just yeah. like the no takedown. Um, yes, it's bias. I feel like the the people running the pound for pound list. Let's just let's just up... start out by saying this. Let's start out by saying this. I a hundred percent agree that Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound guy. Yes. All right. Let's get into the fight. So okay. Or do you well, want? Or do you want to finish? Yeah, no, no. Let's let's no. Let's let's get into the fight. What more do we need to say? It was a great freaking fight, man. I it could have gone either way. I think Colby was a little inactive the first couple of rounds, and I think a lot of that 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 stems from the fear of Kamaro's power because not only did Kamaro TKO you, but since then he's knocked out two guys, and one of them was maybe the most impressive knockout in that division ever. You talking about the Mazdal one? Oh my gosh. He turned him sideways. Like, it looked like his entire – like, there are pieces of, of Masvidal's spine right now that were facing the other direction before that fight. Yeah, it's just say, like – I would he, say that's impressive, but the one against Burns with the jab. Like, you don't crazy. see people get knocked down but, by no, a jab. But that's what I'm saying is, okay, you see the jab on <laughs> Dilbert. Dilbert's <laughs> – it's not gonna lightweights, man. Bro, Colby Covington. First of all, I think anything you want to say about Colby Covington, he earned his right. Even though he didn't win the fight, he earned his right to say anything he wants. I mean, not saying that he should say anything he wants, but Colby Covington. Which, by the way, I had him on my podcast a couple years ago. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out, Colby Covington. But maybe I'll get him back on. We'll see. But. Uh, Teaser? Little teaser? Should I get Colby Covington back on the podcast? Okay. All right. I'll shoot him a text. Hey, Cole. That's the champ right there. That's the real champ. That's the people's champ. The people's champ. The people's belt. We're going to Las Vegas. Chael's the best. Chael's the best trash talker of all time. I, I told you what Chael said about Marvin. He's like, oh, Marvin Torrey, man, he's He'll kick you in the leg and hope your nose breaks. (laughs) He said that on one of his podcasts. I just laughed so hard. I was dying. But, okay, what was I saying about Colby? Oh, Colby can say whatever the heck he wants because he is the second baddest man on the planet. And I will say this. I don't think the fight – I don't think – I don't – it's one of those fights where I don't feel Kamara won. I just feel like the fight ended, you know? Yeah. Because it was so close. So tit for tat, so back and forth. The only, the only, the only thing I would say on Colby's behalf is, you know, he feared the power a little bit. And that's that's my personal opinion. And did, I think he feared he... the power a little bit in the earlier rounds. Right. But what was funny is is after he got knocked down, is when he stopped. Like is when he started going. Like, like oh, you know whatever. what I mean? Like, well, because I think I think. You know, it turned on that, like, fight or flight, and I'm, I'm kind of being halfway right now. Like, I don't know if I want to fight or if I want to leave, you know? Because I, I, I don't know. He looked – I don't know if this is true or not. And, Colby, if you hear this, please don't judge me. I'm not saying this. But he looked a little nervous going into the octagon. But he always kind of looks nervous. He's a human being. So, 
Everybody well, I think, and I, I don't know if you watched Chael's uh, video on the fight and his breakdown of it, but he said it best. He said, no one has ever had more pressure than Colby and Kamara. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just the way that Colby built that fight, just the way he, um, you know, he got that rematch. Like, nobody's ever had more pressure. Like, and with the fact being, like, if he loses his fight, he's not going to get the, a shot at the title as long as Kamaru's champ. Chael says and, that, but then then I'm like, Chael, you're being modest because you and Anderson Silva, too, you had to have a lot of pressure on you because – and if Chael was here, I'd say that. Like, dude, you, you got to you, – I mean, you the, – the difference between Chael and Anderson and Colby and Kamaru is Chael was winning every minute of every round in that fight with Anderson part one, and Chael built that fight up tremendously. But – yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Colby Colby does ha- did have a lot of pressure on him. Um, first couple rounds, obviously, he's the last two fights he's seen of Kamaro have been vicious knockouts, one with a jab and one with a right hand. So you can assume, yeah, I got to be a little cautious because this guy this guy possesses a skill like a something that I don't really have, which is yeah, KO power. Not saying Colby can't KO guys, but Kamaro that if. If there's a separation between the two skill sets, Kamaro definitely. Where Colby lacks in power, Kamaro has, and then where Kamaro lacks in endurance, Colby Cardio. has. Yeah. I think that's what separates. But the thing is, is with Kamaru, Colby's not able to put that pace on just because Kamaru's so good at the striking that it kind of equalizes the cardio. Yeah. Well, and it's the one guy that I think Colby can't really wrestle. We saw some wrestling. That was the big thing, too. We saw some wrestling exchanges. Colby said on my podcast a couple years ago that um, one of the reasons he didn't wrestle was because of the because uh, of the food poisoning, whether that's true or not. I mean, I tend to believe him. I think he had some, some issues. But he initiated the wrestling and got Kamaro on the ground and was not able to to finish it. Kamaru slipped right out, and then they went back to their feet. It's a wash. Colby did take Kamaru down, though. That was ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. A, a two-time I Olympian. Mean, every wrestler, every wrestler that watched that fight knows that it was a takedown. It was like, I mean, DC. I was like, I was watching the fight, and I go two, like two. I was like, yeah. like there goes there goes your hundred percent takedown defense out the window. And then and then the round ends and they go and they go uh that's it still doesn't count as takedowns like what do you mean? And and then DC's like, yeah, no, that's not true. Like that's not how that works. And was was Rogan arguing with DC? No, Rogan was like basically he just gave the floor to DC and was like, hey, that's it's a takedown, kids. Yeah. Yeah, Rogan's like, okay, Rogan, Rogan's smart. The two time Olympian says that it's uh it's a takedown. This is crazy. Every every wrestler that watched that knows it's a, now. Was it control? No, he didn't control him very much. But you can't even say that because he got multiple punches on him while Kamara was on the ground. Kamara was him, in. He punched him. A, he punched him a few times. I watched the I watched the fight a couple times. He didn't really get any shots off on the ground, but he did bring him to the ground, and he brought him. To, he brought him to the ground twice. So, sorry. Uh, he brought him to the ground twice. He got up and then he and then he returned him again. And then he had Kamara up against the cage while he was standing up. And that's where he got the shots off. Yeah. But I just, either way, it's like it's not even. I mean, it's not even like as wrestlers. Like we're like 
come on, like, let's be, let's go back to reality. Let's come back to earth. And like, where that's actually a takedown. Yeah. And, and then you're just like, and then to take that away from him. And then, and I think he still won the round without the takedown. Um, but the takedown makes it, you know, that much more, that much more, uh, I wouldn't say dominant because I don't think he necessarily dominated. He wasn't a 10, eight round, but like he definitely got the round and the takedown helps with that. But, and yeah, you could, everybody knows, thing. everybody knows that Kamaru has been taken down now. You, yes, he has. And it's, it's one of those things where they should go back and amend that because if they're talking about amending fights, like whole fights, you got to go back and say, hey, Kamaru got taken down. I mean, that, it doesn't change yeah. the outcome of the fight, but he got taken down. That, just period. Because every wrestler, the second you are behind somebody and their hand is touching the mat, it's a takedown. Now, if MMA wants to go redefine what a takedown is. And that's, that, that's a stupid argument. It's because, like, it's like, it's like you're – like, how can MMA, like, mix martial arts where it's a sport that brings all of these martial arts together – yeah. How can they go and, and take a rule out of wrestling and say this isn't right? Like this isn't how we judge a takedown. You know what I mean? That'd like, be like that'd be like the, if they if somebody had an arm bar and they said no, it's it's not an arm bar because it's it's like no no it, it's an arm bar. It yeah like it, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like you know you get a jujitsu guy to come in, a jujitsu world champion to come in and say yeah that's an arm bar. You don't know what you're talking about. So no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Everybody, well, dude, we were gonna have a charger real quick. There, 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 there charger. I'll, I'll be here. I'll just be here talking, talking to myself, talking to the people, guys. Let me get a drink real quick. Does that sound like NPR radio right there? Just my, my soothing voice in your ear. Now breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. Isn't that nice? Into the nose. Do that five more times. I need some like soft music in the background, just, you know, like some yoga music or something like that. Say about me too. Be careful. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just taking the people through a breathing exercise. While you were gone, I didn't, I didn't know what else to do or say. I didn't have any monologues planned for this. Nice hair, by the way. Caden tricked me yesterday. He told me, or he, he had his hair bunned up, and I thought he, uh, he got his hair cut. I was really excited, but I was like, what? It looks slick back. What's going? On? And then he showed me the bun, and I was just very, very disappointed in his actions. <laughs> oh, what is that from? I made it up. It's like that. Uh, remember that? The, tell the hamster story. When you were <laughs> going, and you messed with the hamster. You like hit the glass on the hamster. Oh, that was a guinea pig. But no, that, that's okay. Um, <laughs> okay, don't tell the story. I'll tell it. But anyway, back to the fights. So you got to stop oh, getting off topic. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't pr- trying to. You got to. Yeah. I mean, I just think that. Uh, what do you think? Do you think. Like, I know you. Chael. He can say what he wants. But. Uh, do you think there is a road for Colby. 
to travel that he can fight tomorrow again for the title? I think they need to amend this. And I think Max Holloway is going to set the precedent. So here's my thoughts on it. Any sport, you, you can come into the finals and, and compete with somebody however many times and lose. Yeah. And to make believe that there's somebody in the division that can beat Colby or Camaro is, is a big stretch right now. And so you say, okay, well, if these are the two guys, then why don't we put them together? That's, that's the thing. Is like, if these are the two best guys, why do we not? Now, I, I understand you've got to get somebody that comes in and proves themselves. But if two years from now, neither of these guys lose, yes, you have to put them together. You, should not, you should not give the shot. Because Kamaro could clean out the division, and so can Colby. And you can talk about Hazmat Shemaev and all that stuff, but um, I, don't, I don't think Hamzat has the ability to beat either of those two guys right now. Not saying he can't at some point. But this is like the guy that gets like quick pins in wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you understand yeah. this. This is like the guy that goes and and gets, you know, just two like 30-second pins. I mean, I've, I've, this has happened so many times. Makes it to the finals, and it's just like, dang, this guy's good. Like, And everybody's talking about it. Everybody's like, this guy's going to beat the crap out of the returning guy. Like, it's not even close. It's the new blood. And then the returning guy beats him. And And – Maybe even I, I've seen this happen a, a million times where somebody goes through pins their way to the state finals or to the national finals, and then they just get throttled. Maybe they go in get that quick takedown because they're riding some momentum, and then the champ just destroys them. Like, yeah. and it's not even close. And so I'm not saying that Hamza could get destroyed by either of those two guys, but I'm saying I, I think when you can't put somebody away because he's not going to out wrestle those two guys. And I think we, we've seen he's probably not going to knock them out. Yeah, I don't think in, so. in my opinion, I don't think. Um, I mean, you know, he's, he's thrown like one punch. Yeah. I mean, given that that punch did uh, some damage, you know, finish, his, finish his opponent. Uh, yeah. But these, I mean, they're not, I mean, Colby and Kamaru are, are it's debatable between, uh, for Kamaru, I mean, I would say, that he's the best welterweight of all time. Um, you know, I think he's beat better competition than GSP did. Um, but well, I would say Cole, I would say I would say Camaro's definitely for sure a top two. Here's the and question though, and this Colby is, is for sure a top five. I mean, if if Cole, if Camaro's if Colby's or if Camaro's number one, and Colby has fought him that close, then how is Colby not? This is. In, this is where, without John Jones having a drug failure problem, we never hear about DC, right? But DC went on to be one of the best champions, and he never even held a candle to John. Like, when they fought, it wasn't close. Colby and Kamaro was close. And if Kamaro left the sport for whatever reason, Colby would, would go and dominate all these guys. So, and DC's considered one of the – so th this is what – just to circle back, this is what it should tell you. DC's considered one of the best of all time at that division only because the guy that was the best had a lot of failures outside of the, the organization outside of the ring. But those two weren't even close. It was like one, a big gap. And then two with Colby and Camaro, it's one. And then like one B. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's, it's, champ it's them. And then there's a, 
ginormous gap, and then there's the rest of the field. I think Colby Covington is as good of a number one contender as there is in the entire world, in the entire division, yeah. or in the, in the entire UFC. Him, is, him, and Max. Him and Max are. How did I put this the other day? Colby is the best contender that hasn't and maybe can't beat the champion. Now, I, I don't think Colby necessarily would lose every single day, but I think Kamaru gets the better. Obviously, he's gotten the better of him twice. I don't think <clears throat> Colby is the best guy that would get two chances and lose. Does that make sense? Yeah, so there are guys there are that. guys right now that are probably would probably beat the champion in their weight class but they like they would beat the champion there's no guys that are better than Colby that would lose twice to the champion does that make sense yeah i i don't know i don't know if i made any sense there comment below if it makes sense right but i understand what you're saying yeah what I'm saying is there's no clear one and two guy. I'll say that. There's no clear one and two guy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. I think, I think you nope. just put it as it's Kamaru and Colby and then the rest of the field. Yeah. And Hamzat, hey, he's great. I've actually trained with Hamzat. He's really big. Like, he's – I mean, he's six foot two. He, he's a big guy. Um, probably walks around around 200 pounds maybe. But he's a he's a big dude. Um, like he, you, if he goes in there with those guys, you will see a noticeable size difference. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. But when you start talking about greatest of all time, I hate that discussion. If I, you know, when I get when I get in the, um, you know, when I start fighting and get in the UFC, I will I will I mean I probably I don't know I don't I don't have any desire to have that ever talked about about me because, and I, I don't know why guys do it because it's such an ever changing discussion it's so it's so annoying like who's better you know if and chill i'm stealing this from chill but if you say one guy's better than the other or not better you know like if you say george is better than kamaro well then you're saying that george like the sport really hasn't evolved now it's very possible that george can come beat kamaro i don't i don't think that would happen but it's possible i don't think at this point no, I don't think so. He's probably too old. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, he could beat him. And if he's going to beat him, he's going to have to take him down. And we've seen that's very, very difficult to do. Well, but uh, my question is, is are we talking about best of all time, like as in skill set? Or are we talking best of all time as in – How you do against your competition. How you do against your competition, right. Because skill set – you would think, you know, 10, 15 years from now, there are guys that are just part of the ladder that will be better than Kamaru or Colby ever were. You know, like there will be a guy ranked 10th that possesses those skills. And that's how sport should be because we get, we learn more about nutrition. Um, our diets get better. We get more people into the sport. You know, training gets better. We understand, you know, trial and error. We understand these things. Genetics get better. You know, people are, you know, more genetically gifted people are having babies with, you know, people that are genetically. Also, gifted. also, you got to think the, you know, these champs that, like, I mean, let's say 10 years down the road. Money. 
let's say that 10 years down the road, Kamaru is no longer fighting anymore, but he's a, he's a training partner and he's a coach. Right. And so everything that he had, he's passed on to his pupils. And right. so those guys go on to have what he had plus what they have and become better. Right. So, right. And you have all that experience of, Hey, what worked for you and what didn't, yeah. what would you change? And then you kind of mold somebody like you, like Rashad. Rashad was uh, Kamaro's mentor. And Rashad did that yep. to Kamaro. Rashad, I'm sure Kamaro said, hey, what would you change? What would you do differently? And Rashad said, I would do this differently. And Kamaro probably took his advice and went and did that differently and worked on those things and, and kept doing it. Like, hey, how do you eat? What, do you, what did you learn? And, and so instead of starting at 30, learning what guys know, you, you start at 20. And now you learn, yeah. hey, what, what, what should I be eating to be a world champion in 10 years? What should I be uh, – how should I be lifting weights? Who should I be training with? Should I, should I be getting in, like, fights in the practice room or should I be laying off the gas? Like, what, what's your – it's like, hey, man, I didn't find this out until I was, you know, already in it for 10 years. Like, we didn't know any better. But, yeah, this is what you should do. And so then you have 10 years extra of doing that that brought those people to the championship. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously it's partly uh, some people are just destined to be the champ and some people just aren't. Like you see, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but Chael, I mean, he dominated Anderson Silva and he got caught in a triangle. And it's just like, I mean, that's, I mean, it's so clear, like he was the better fighter, you know, mm -hmm. but then he just gets caught in like a, a moment of error and yeah. he's not the champ. You know, when he should, when he very well should have been. Well, you know, Chael, and, have you heard the story about Chael winning the WEC title? <laughs> so the UFC bought the WEC, which at the time, 185 pounds, everybody knew the WEC had the best uh, 185 pounders. And Chael actually won the title fight, but, and, but the guy that, the guy that was, uh, the champion didn't make weight. And so they didn't count it as a title fight. That's like saying if, if, uh, if something would have happened to Gaethje and Chandler made weight and goes out and beats Khabib that he's not the, he's not the bell holder. Like, how's that work? It, it, I, I feel like if you don't make weight, you shouldn't be able to compete. No, because I, I think I've never heard of Israel said it best too. Like, he said instead of taking – I mean, these guys are making good money now to where, like, if they lose 30%, they're like, okay. And he was like, make it make it 90, make it 80 or whatever he said. And yeah. I think that's – I think that's right. I mean, that's part of the fight. Like, you have I just, to make weight. I just – if you look at other sports, you don't see guys miss weight at a high level. I've never heard of a boxer missing weight. I've never heard of a wrestler missing weight. You don't uh, see those guys at the NCAA tournament. I've literally never heard of it. Doesn't happen. I mean, I think maybe the Jaden Cox, but I've heard that's not even him missing weight. I heard he didn't know when the weigh-ins were and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think that story is probably accurate. But, um, yeah, missing the weigh-in and missing weight is different. Yeah. And I think there should be some clarification on that. I think the NCAA – or not the NCAA, the uh, – IOC or the USA wrestling should come out and form a detraction like, or like their statement of what actually happened. But um, yeah, I, if you don't make weight, 
because here's the thing. It sounds harsh, like, hey, you don't make weight, but nobody would miss weight. People would just think, I'm going to go up well, to 205. Yeah, or they would just be like, well, I'm going to sit in the sauna for 10 extra minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's nobody. miserable, but you have to do what you have to do. Like, get there. You don't make, you don't bring, you don't put food on it. Like, I mean, that's how they, like, put food on their family's table you know what i mean like yeah they're not gonna miss weight if they're, they're not missing they're, weight they're, they're gonna bump up weight classes or they're gonna find a way to make weight yeah so that's all there is to it yeah but that it's crazy like how guys miss weight because you you never see wrestlers miss weight and these wrestlers are cutting they're cutting an extreme amount of weight and i would say not to the extreme of you know, like Paul Acosta or something who walks around at 240 and cuts the 185. Like, that's just so crazy to me, man. That's nuts. But, like, they cut – I mean, there's guys that, that weigh, you know, one, 195 pounds and cut to 170, and they've got to do it every day. And then they got to weigh in, and, they, and they're on the mat an hour and a half, two hours later. And, you know, with MMA, like – You've got a whole 24 hours to recover, rejuvenate. Like, how are you not making weight? You know what I mean? Well, it's because they have the ability to cut so much because they have that 24-hour window. I mean, when you yeah, cut Yeah, I know. Weight, I get that. But, like, if you, if you have the 24-hour wait, uh, if you have the 24-hour window, make weight. There's really no excuse for not making weight. I, I, I agree. Um, I think a lot of guys just get overzealous and they want to cut so much weight. They want to get down to the low. Like, Paulo. Like, Paulo weighs 240. 30, 240 pounds. He weighed 220 pounds when, like, the day of the fight. That's an extreme amount of weight. Why? What's the point? I've never understood it. I, I, I mean, I wrestled. Maybe I should have gone to 197. And honestly, my senior year, if I could, I would probably go back and wrestle 197 just to see what I could do, just because heavyweight wasn't working, especially with the knee injury that I had. But that would have just been like a one-time thing, like lifestyle change. Like I'm willing to lose some muscle, but over the course of like, I don't know. I just feel like that would have been, I mean, maybe guys think of it that way, I guess. I don't know. I can't judge. Well, I just, I think, I think there's two things that go into it. Uh, it's, I want to be bigger than these guys, but then it's counteracted by, I'm so much weaker than these guys at this point because of what I've done to my body, you know? So like, I mean, if there's, I don't know if you pull out one, 30, there's two ends of the spectrum. If you pull out 30 pounds of water, you can put that back on in a day. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, like with Paulo, like you see him, but Paulo actually has a distinct advantage because he's so muscular that, you know, and if you know anything about muscle, muscle is mainly consistent of water. And so, let's say you've got a hydrated muscle, it's going to look like this. But if you dehydrate it, it'll look like that. And then you can just balloon it back up. And so he actually has an advantage as opposed to fat people, because it's actually harder to, to lose that fat or burn that fat than it is to just dehydrate the muscle and then put it back on. That's why he looks every bit of 220 when he steps in the cage, because, you know, they look dead because they put that they put that water back in and their muscles fill up they get rehydrated and there's a lot of science behind it but yeah it's just one of those things whereas if you're just losing fat it's a little different or if you're not as muscular 
It's a little different too. But well, how did you? How did you have? How did you have the fight scored? Colby versus Kamaru. Yeah. Um. I would have probably given it three to two, Kamaru, but I would not have been surprised if a referee gave him, because I thought he got one, round one. Thought he lost two. And then I thought there was a good argument for three through five. And I didn't know with three through five. I had no clue. Really? See, I thought, I thought, I think one was close, but I would say that you give it to Kamaro because of the takedown. Um, and then the, the takedown defense from Kamaro. And then two, obviously, goes to Kamaro because of, he, got, he clipped him. And then uh, give three then, through five to Colby. Yeah, I would give. I think five is really close, but I think three and four aren't because you know he goes in, he landed more significant strikes in three, um, gets the takedown, gets the takedown, uh, and then and then comes out, and then that changes the whole fight too. Because what if what if that takedown literally is the difference in those two judges' mind? Because didn't they score at 46, 48, 47, 48? 40, 48, 48, 47 were two judges. And then, and then one so judge what if, gave it what if two judges gave Kamaro that round because they didn't score to take down? Well, I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> There's no way. I think that's what happened. No. Anyway, and then and – then, because so takedown's worth a point, right? You get point. I don't know how the judging. Works, I think I, I don't really know how all that works. But, who cares? There's no. But then, but then four is not. It's really it's less close than three, because he goes in, he lands a huge body kick. I mean, Kamaro's folded like he's like, Ugh. and then and then and then Colby gets like you know close to ten strikes right off that, and then wobbles him before the round. I mean, Kamara was in big trouble. Uh, and so I think three and four go to Colby. And then you go into five, and it's a very close a very close round. But I think that round could go either way. What do you think uh, of the I eye poke? Fate. At the end of the fifth. I mean, it definitely got him. Yeah. I, I thought – I was like – I was watching it, and I was like – this seems eerily similar to something that happened before <laughs> in another fight with these I'm two. I'm a big Colby guy, so. Uh, what? I'm a big Colby guy, so I'm, I'm not going to go big challenge guy. I'm so glad he got acquitted of eye poke. Yeah. Um, okay, well, all right, let's finish this off by talking about the corruption going on. I, I just want to lay out my case. There, there is. Well, I'm gonna pull up the pound for pound list. You do that. There is a corruption going on right now, and if you guys have any type of social media, obviously you do. You need to go and amend this because I think everybody would agree. Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think, hey, they got it right this one. If you're saying Kamaru Usman is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, then you're saying he's fought the best guys. He's beaten the best guys. He's in a very hard weight class, and he's dominated. Correct? Okay. Uh -huh. Correct. Correct, right? So then why is the guy that gave him the hardest fight in, against the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter who we've already established must be in a very hard weight class, 
not on the top 15 pound for pound list. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. So you're saying Kamaru Usman is the number one unanimous pound for pound fighter in the world. Great. He must have beat some of the best guys in the world, right? Great. Which he did. Which he did. Why is the guy that gave him the hardest fight not on there when there's other guys that are not champions on that list? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll read the list. It's Kamara, one, Alexander Volkanovsky, two, Israel Adesani, three, Francis Ngannou, four, Dustin Poirier, who's not a champ, five, John Jones, who's not in the UFC, six, Max Holloway, seven, Charles Oliveira, eight, Stipe Miocic, nine, Brandon Moreno, uh, ten, Piotr Jan, who's an interim champ, uh, 11, Glover, Teixeira, 12, Robert Whitaker, not a champ. I mean, and then Jan Bohovic, he needs to get dropped. All now. these guys, but I don't even think Jan needs to get dropped. But all these guys, first of all, y'all are, John Jones is freaking fighting the gods. Like, there's just not, did you get that reference? Did you get the reference? No, I didn't. We played the gods. He's oh, the guards. Guard. I thought you said <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be playing the guards. <laughs> I thought you said gods. I didn't hear you say. No, guard. the guards. The guards. Who are we gonna kill? The guards. Who are we gonna kiss? The guards. Gotcha. gotcha. So John Jones is gonna be playing for you know with with Adam Sandler and the gang. Yeah. Um. So he's not even in the question. And the only the only non-champion on there that should be on there ahead of Colby is Max Holloway because there's a lot of controversy in the Max Holloway uh Alexander Volkanovsky fights. That's the only yeah. one. That's the if only Kamaru one. Kamaru is number one. How do none of his contenders then who did Kamaru beat to get number one? That's what I want to know. Who did Kamaru beat that placed him on number one? Yeah. You're saying Glover Teixeira beating Jan Blahovich is is worthy of being number one or being on that list? You're saying that Volkanovsky not beating Max Holloway, as most people would say, is worthy of being on that list? You're saying Peter Yan disqualified is worthy of being on that list? You're saying John Jones not having fought? I mean, Aljamain's not even on the list. It's crazy. It's crazy. If he's number one, then he should have fought some. Then, I agree. He's number one. But Colby's number – I mean, Colby's at least a top five. If Kamaru's number one – Top five. He should be. If you're saying he's number one, then he had to beat somebody that's great. I, I said this the other day. It's like, yeah, this guy's the toughest guy in the world. He's beaten like 100 guys. Oh, who'd he beat? Well, I mean, they were all like fifth graders, but he, he knocked the hell out of all of them. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He's the best. He beat Billy Bob and Joe, and they were all uh, just graduated the third grade. Yeah, yeah it's like if Billy Madison was beating up the kids. You know? yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, there's three heavyweights on here, and then Stipe's above uh, Cyril, who's, mm-hmm. an, who's a champion. Cyril. You know, and then, like... Did you see the video of Francis, like, walking right by Cyril? And, and they were just yeah. like... What the heck? 
Dude, I, I'm actually going to be excited for that fight. I think that's going to be a phenomenal fight because it's there's like two ends of that because there's like there's one end that's like if you're going to stand with Francis at some point you're going to get knocked out, you know. But then there's another another end of the spectrum where it's like I've seen Cyril fight and he doesn't get like he's not getting touched, you know what I mean? He's in, he's yeah. out. Like he's a middleweight. His, and so like his, yeah. And like, so, you know what I mean? Like, if he's going to go into the fire and trade with Ngannou, that's a different story. But he's not that kind of guy. Like, he's he's touch you, hit you, and bam, like, out like lightning. Right. And this guy's 260 pounds. So, like, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. And you said, I think you said, because um, you trained with Francis, but I think you said that he's a better athlete. And I just don't know if I, from what I've seen on Saturday nights, like, Cyril is a freak athlete, and I don't think there's like any debating that. You know, the just the way he—I mean, it's—I think it's, it comes down to footwork. You know what I mean? Did like Cyril, the way that did Cyril, he, did, did Gon fight Rosenstreak? Yeah. Did he tear him up? He tore him up. It was a—it was a bad unanimous decision. Um, like I think it was 49-46 all the way around. Yeah, that's just one of those things, man. Like. Because Rosenstruck had that same a similar skill set, you know. He wasn't a world champion like Cyril, but he had a similar skill set. And Francis was just like, nope, <laughs> just cut, throwing haymakers. So I don't know. This will be a fun fight. I'll uh, I'll talk about it more when it, when we get closer to it. But yeah, that's that's the UFC 268 recap. Caden, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, buddy. What are you doing this weekend? I know you're not coming out here. Dude, I might be flying to Virginia. Really? To not, see Baby not Ace? Certain. Not certain on that. To see Baby Ace and go hunting with Wandy. You're going hunting with Wandy? Maybe. I don't know. What are you guys going to hunt for? Men? Human beings. Manhunt, baby. <laughs> There's a murderer loose. We gotta find that. That's what I was. No, okay. Let's let's not end it real quick. But uh, that's what I was talking about to mom the other day. It's funny you mentioned Batman. Yeah, your Paterno thing. No, but listen. Oh. So we were listening to this uh, this uh, Stephen King deal, and it was like a modern day Jack the Ripper, and he's cutting people up in the fog and this mm. campus. Or anyway, I was like, dude, we this like, they need somebody. They need like a ground team or something, or they need to send the seals in with like night vision and go get this guy or like thermal vision and go get this guy and they're like well that the fbi has teams like that that would be cool to be on a team like that yeah what but the world the world needs the batman man That's it for this recap and this podcast. No, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. <laughs> Just put it out. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I've been watching Narcos, trying to learn some Spanish. Dude. Dude. It's pretty I crazy. You're a loser. Did you watch the Lightyear trailer? Yeah, I did. Are you excited? I'm more excited about Buzz Lightyear than like any Marvel movie coming out this year. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, 
It's, what, it looks pretty good. What Marvel movie? Uh, maybe Far From Home, I guess. No Way Home is what it's called. Um, was but, Far From uh, Home the last one? Yeah. No way but home. yeah, No Way Home is going to be good. What do you think of The Eternals? Uh, gay. It, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what I said. Yeah. I meant what I said. Yeah, it was, uh, spoiler alert, there's the first on-screen gay kiss in a Disney movie in a Marvel movie. It was, oh, that stuff's just so forced at this point. I don't know. What do you think? You think we should stop going to see Marvel movies now or what? Because they're just going to, no. it's all about money. If they people stopped going to see it, they would stop doing that crap. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's disappointing. It's like it's it's more than just being gay at this point. It's more. It's like, and this is different, and I'll we'll be done after this. But it's like, it's more like I'm. It's more than I'm gay. It's it's almost like you're gonna accept me. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Is like, no, I'm I'm not. And I've had conversations with gay people before about this. I've been like, hey, um, you know, you can you can do what you want. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's in God's plan. But there's some things that I've done that I don't believe are in God's plan. Uh, I'm not judging you for it, but I'm also not going to promote it. You know, yeah. just like I wouldn't promote a porn addiction or I wouldn't promote um, sex outside of marriage. I, I'm not going to promote homosexuality either. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to champion it or say you're brave for being who you are. Um, yeah. You know, that'd be like, to me, that'd be like if, if somebody went up to a cheating husband and said, Hey, you're, you're so brave for being who you are, who you are. No, that's not brave. Yeah. You have temptation. Yeah. You have opportunities to do things, but they're not, they're not good things. And, and you shouldn't give into that just because it feels right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, good recapping with you. I got to get some food in me, edit this up, post it, put it tomorrow. Um, you going to post it on your story tomorrow, I guess? Yeah, just uh, just uh, tag me and I'll put it on the story. I'm not going to – I don't – I'm not using Instagram. So I'll just shoot you a picture of it and then you can just post a picture – Sounds good. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Have a good one. Good job. Bye. Bye.